Gal should be the last handout on this study session that we've been on for the last few weeks. Um, if you get a copy of, um, and you don't see any red uh, on on part of it, a light, the um, color back here on the uh, copier ran out on me while I was uh, uh, printing them off, and I apologize for that. They, we do have a few that uh, it didn't, the black came out, but the uh, the red color <coughs> uh, didn't uh, do so. Um, <coughs> last uh, last week, uh, we we covered <coughs> part of our lesson. The, uh, we've been studying about the seven sayings of Jesus in the book of John, who Jesus is, uh, the seven I am, seven different times that Jesus says I am uh, in, uh, the, um, uh, in the book of John, and a close study of these things reveals uh, the certain characteristics and uh, lets us know that Jesus Christ uh, was far more than just a good man uh, and far more than just a prophet, a preacher, or a healer, but he was, in fact, God uh, manifested in the flesh. And uh, hopefully we're going to finish out this study tonight, uh, and uh, we will be starting something new next uh, Wednesday night, but uh, this lesson tonight, found in the 14th chapter of John, we were talking about where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except uh, uh, through me, John 14 and 6. Uh, last week, we covered the pathway back to, to the Father and how that there needed to be a reconciliation between God and man, that because of the sin of Adam and Eve, uh, it caused a separation, and the fellowship between uh, God and man was broken. And it's important for us to know that uh, Jesus Christ came and made a way back and that's what he was referring to when he said, I am the way. I'm the only way, I'm, I'm, I'm the only way back to God. I'm offering the way back. I come and we talk, of course, we talked about this last Wednesday night, uh, to reconcile man back to God. And uh, uh, he, he is the only way. There is no other way. Amen. If you want to, if you want to be right, if you want to go to heaven, you got to go through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Um, it's not through some man-made religion, the denomination. The sign on the front of the church don't mean mean nothing. Hallelujah. If you carry a membership card in your in your pocket to some uh, association organization. Uh, like I, I, I carry, because I'm an ordained, um, uh, I'm an ordained minister. Uh, when I, when I get get to heaven, uh, and uh, and they start, uh, uh, and I'm going 
Well, Lord, right here says this certifies that Samuel Pruitt is an ordained minister of the gospel for the Associated Brotherhood of Christians. <laughs> That's not going to help me get in. Hallelujah, Amen. Lord to God, even though I do, I feel like we—I uh, feel like the dues on it's kind of kind of expensive sometimes, but it's not going to help. The only way that you're going to get in, if your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And the only way to get your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life is not shake the preacher's hand or have your name on a roll book of a church, but you have got to give your life totally to Jesus. There's no other way. There's no other way. So uh, last week we, uh, we talked about the pathway back uh, to uh, uh, to the Father, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna end tonight in the second part, uh, the revelation of the Father, and that is just as important to understand, because so many people do not understand uh, and have a have a revelation of this, uh, of the mighty God in Christ. Now, we're just going to go ahead. My time is already slipping by, so I've got to get into this. One of the greatest controversies within the Christian church going all the way back to the third century has been over the doctrine of the Godhead. Who really was Jesus? And how does he relate to mankind in terms of the total Godhead are legitimate questions. They are legitimate questions. Who, really, who, who, who is uh, Jesus really? And how does he relate uh, in terms of the, uh, the Godhead? These are legitimate questions, and two of which we have attempted to answer during the course of this study these last few weeks, Jesus himself gave hint to the mystery in verse 7 of the current text. John 14 and 7, and we got it there right before you. <coughs> when Jesus was talking, he said, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Now, these are the words of Jesus. Uh, some of these cults, uh, I had a Jehovah Witness tell me one time, well, I said, you can't show me nowhere in the Scripture where Jesus ever hinted or, or claimed that uh, uh, that he was anything other than a prophet or he claimed to be God. I said, you haven't read the New Testament, have you? Amen. If you have, you've overlooked a whole lot. Amen. I want to read this verse again, and I got it printed down right there in your handout. I want I want I want to read it again, and and uh, God it's called God's Word translation, John fourteen and seven. If you have known me, 
you will also know my Father. From now on, you know him, know him how, and look at the parentheses, through me, and have seen him in me. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, and as we, as we read last week, Philip still had questions after Jesus has made the previous statement. Now, Jesus has already made the statement in the seventh verse when he said, If you had known me, you'd know my Father. And now you've known him and have seen him. But then here comes Philip. <coughs> and I can't get be too hard on Philip because sometimes I'm thick-headed. Sometimes, uh, don't you say amen, Sister Darlene. <laughs> I need, I, I need, I need, I need uh, uh, Brother Kyle to sit back behind her back there and give her one of them gibs. So, uh, some, some of you might know what I'm talking about, a, a gibs thing. Some of you haven't. <laughs> Yeah, Ganoza, all right. <laughs> uh, Philip still had questions after Jesus had made the previous statement and said to Jesus, Show us the Father, and it will be sufficient for us, or it will satisfy us. That's what he meant. But notice, notice how Jesus replied to that. Look real close how he uh, replied to what Philip said. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you? Uh, have I been with you so long, excuse me, and yet you have known, not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Jesus was God, and he was man. And when you look at how Jesus operated, you can see the two natures that was fused together at the incarnation. We talked in a message a few weeks ago about when Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus, a close friend of his, that how, how he wept. Uh, you, that, that's a beautiful picture of the dual nature of Christ. When Jesus got to the tomb of Lazarus, which was his, one of his best friends on this earth, he wept as a man. But when he got to the tomb, it wasn't the man doing the talking, but the God within him who cried, Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. Amen. That is one of the many examples 
<coughs> the revelation of the mighty God in Christ was a spiritual truth that the religious elite in Jesus' day could never accept. They never did accept who Jesus was. In fact, it was one of the major reasons they ended up crucifying him. Do you realize that? One of the major reasons that they wound up finally crucifying him is because they couldn't accept the fact of who he really was. Hallelujah. And I want to give you one example. Notice a conversation Jesus had with the Jewish leaders earlier on in his ministry. Uh, John, the 10th chapter, we'll back up to the 10th chapter and beginning at verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones again. This wasn't the first time. They took up stones again to stone him. And Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. Which of those works do you stone me? What did the Jews say? The Jews answered him saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, makes yourself God. Uh, I think that's the verse I, I, I gave that uh, Jehovah Witness friend of mine that said that Jesus never claimed to be God. Uh, this right here uh, shows, and uh, the Jewish leaders back in that day, can't, uh, they, they despised him and they hated that name then. The, the church, the early church, the apostles who were persecuted, put in jail, uh, do you know that Jesus had 12 original apostles, right? Well, I'm sure you uh, you probably remember and know that all 12, all 12 except for one, there was only one out of the 12, let me say it that way. There was only one out of the 12 who died a natural death, and that was John. The rest of them were martyred had their lives taken from them. And hundreds and thousands of Christians uh, uh, were slaughtered, and it was for the name of Jesus. And you know what? The world today still despises that name. They still, I mean, now in, in, in uh, government circles, uh, when they have meeting, have uh, Congress meetings and different things of that nature, and state representatives uh, uh, and all that, a lot of them have ministers to come in to open up a prayer and uh, and everything. And uh, state after state are telling the ministers that come in, says uh, you can you can pray, but just don't use the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you something, folks. It's through the name of Jesus that the power is at. Hallelujah. It's through the name of Jesus that the power is at. I don't never pray unless I use the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because 
I, I can show you really through uh, uh, my Bible that unless you say in Jesus' name, it's not a true prayer. Hallelujah. It's not a, not, not a true prayer. So people rejected the deity of Christ back then, and they still reject it today. Jesus was not just man. He was God and man fused together at the incarnation. I said that a few minutes ago. God Almighty created himself. Now, here, here's, here's where you get you understand it. God Almighty created himself a body to dwell in when Mary was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Deity and humanity, one person, one God, and the only Savior of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. God himself could not come down to earth in his pure form. Everybody that looked upon him would die. I couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle it. Lord of mercy, when Moses went up on the mountain back in the Old Testament and he came back down, after 40 days being up on the mountain in just the presence of the Lord, they had to put a veil over his face because he glowed. Amen. And God, he created himself a robe of flesh so he could wrap himself up in it so he could come down and walk amongst us that was that was the son and that's that's how Jesus fulfilled the work on this earth that he came to do i want to give you uh, three final scriptures here first one in colossians chapter 2 verses 9 and 10 notice this for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. What does that mean? For in him, the him is Jesus. Okay? For in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When we say Godhead, we're talking about Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Amen. And it said in Jesus, all the fullness of all of it was in him. There's one translation that I love that reads this verse like this. In Jesus Christ was the sum total of everything God is. Hallelujah. So, it's more truthful to say that the Godhead was in Jesus than saying Jesus was in the Godhead. Hallelujah. Amen. The Godhead was in him. In him dwelleth all the fullness. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 this was one of the first verses that God 
gave me years ago when he was opening up my understanding to the, uh, the fact of the mighty God in Christ. Look at what it says. And without controversy, there is no need for argument, divisiveness, quarreling. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. It is a mystery. Man didn't understand it. <laughs> Woo! And let me tell you something. Even though the devil knows more Bible than what you and I do, he didn't have a clue. Because the Bible said if he had known about this thing, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. It was a mystery to him. <coughs> so without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God, who was manifested in the flesh, it was God. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up to glory. Who was that? And what caused me to understand that verse, Brother Cal, is when I looked up the word manifested. God was made known in the flesh. Do you got um, uh, that scripture, uh, Sister Darlene, in your amplified version? If you get it, let me know. And I want—I I, just—I can't remember how how that one quotes that one. First Timothy three and sixteen. God was manifested in the flesh, made known, made visible, revealed in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. Hallelujah. So it actually calls his name Jesus there, right? You read that, Jesus. That reminds me. There's there's so many scriptures about this. I couldn't I couldn't give them all to you in this night's lesson or write them down. But I mean, the first chapter of of John's gospel. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it talks a little bit more about it. Then it talks some about John the Baptist coming. 
And then down in verse 14, it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. my, my. Wow. Uh, this, I, man, this right here, when I get into this, it stirs me up about more than anything does right now. And I think the reason why is because one time I didn't understand it. I didn't see it. I wasn't taught it. Amen. The, the church that I was raised up in didn't tell me nothing about this. When I, st when I started finding these scriptures in the Bible, I says, how long has this been here? Amen. It's, it's beautiful when you can look in the scripture and you can see and have an understanding of who Jesus is. One final scripture and uh, we're getting down to this just about the right time. John 10 and 30, Jesus says, I and my Father are one. You can't separate them. You can't separate them. Hallelujah, the unity there. Amen. So he was more than just a man. He was the mighty God, God in Christ. And we read that, that verse last week reconciling the world unto himself. Anybody else got a comment that you'd like to make or question about our lesson on this? Hallelujah.